Hi, everybody. It's episode 455 of PodQuest. Hey! It's Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. If you're listening to this from Utah, we need your driver's license. (laughs) What? So there's a new law in Utah that uh, to access adult content, primarily porn... Uh, you need to provide your driver's license number. Now. No, I, Interesting. I, I think you need to provide like a copy of your driver's license, not just the number. Like, yeah, you, I like. I don't know the specifics. I just know you need to provide legal government ID to prove that you are of eighteen or higher. And so, uh, if you go to Pornhub in on from Utah, you are directed to a page of an adult performer who's telling you. Yeah, we don't think you should have to do this, so the, our site is blocked in your entire state. So guess what spiked since this um, uh, uh, law started? VPN usage in Utah. VPN searches in Utah <laughs> spiked by 100% or more, or some shit like that. I get that, and like it totally makes sense that Utah would do that because they're they're incredibly like Mormon and conservative, and I just I'm found, pretty sure... Sh- I, I found I'm, out... Today that Utah wasn't the first state to actually enact this. They're like the oh, fourth. Really? Yeah. They're like the fourth state. And uh or at least something like this. And New Jersey is actually a state that is trying to do something like that. Huh. So I wonder if it's a way to try and just cut down on minors. Well, yeah, it's age verification to keep minors from going to those sites. A hundred percent. But And it, it it's doing that without also requesting a credit card. Yeah. But it's still, like, the way they're handling it, that's not... That makes it even worse, because if you go to a site that's not reliable, and I mean that, like, you're going to a porn site already, if you're going to a site that's even less reliable than a porn site, and putting in your driver's license ID number, that's just asking to get your information stolen even more. And so that's that's a bigger problem. Like, in my opinion... That's a bigger problem than some fifteen little fifteen year old little kid trying to look at titties. I mean, that's fair. They could everyone could just do like you and just keep downloading it. I don't download it. Then why is your computer always so slow? Uh, it's not. <laughs> that's the old computer, and that was from downloading it thirty years ago or ten years ago, and just giving it on air that. Did you just forget how long you've been alive? <laughs> no, I just I can say things like thirty years ago, and it still be alive. I've been saying 30 years ago a lot lately, because I'm old. Because you're 77. Well, I'm turning 35 in August, man. So you were five years old downloading porn. Fucking sicko. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's not my fault. It's a website's fault for letting me go on there without a driver's license ID. Or is it your parents' fault for letting you on a computer at five years old? I mean, it would be uh, Steve Jobs' fault for inventing the internet. Or no, Al Gore's fault for having the internet around. This guy doesn't even know who invented the internet. I don't. Yeah, right? Well, Steve Fucking Jobs made computers. Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, Jobs didn't computers. make computers either. He made Macintoshes. Those are the same things. No, Steve Jobs was a businessman. He was a revolutionary. Steve Wozniak made the Macintosh. Learn your history, sir. No. Fine. Then don't. Good. Man, speaking of history, I've been listening to this podcast about pirates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking history was wild. Um, It's... They're, they're like super short episodes, like they're all under an hour, and it's just this guy is super into pirates, so he's been doing a pirate podcast for like seven years. Every week, does an episode, and it's just like this ongoing story, but um, he, he's doing like um Francis Drake right now. Okay. And I didn't realize Drake 
was one of the, like the the first couple of people to successfully circumnavigate the world, mm-hmm. like not fully intentionally. Like it was just how how it worked out. But um, that man went to an awful lot of trouble just to kill another man that he uh-huh. didn't like. Hmm. Like one of the so he went on a mission to basically go up the west coast of South America to steal from the Spanish. Okay. He had a bunch of ships at that time. Um and one of the ships like the like you know how like when you have like a bunch of different ships in like one of those things like there's the there's the guy in charge of all of it mm-hmm. and then there's the guys on the other ships that are kind of just in charge of those sh- specific ships. Right. So one of those guys um was kind of like loosely trying to start a mutiny it seems like. Okay. And so he also was leaning into the fact that maybe he had magic powers. <laughs> Wait, who? The, the guy, not Drake, okay. the other guy. So Drake um, just kind of went along with it. He's like, yeah, no, that guy definitely is a witch. Um, and like for months, like every time like something went wrong, he, he forced this man onto a smaller, one of the smaller boats in their like platoon and then had the previous boat he was on fucking burned and sunk into the ocean <laughs> because it was fucking cursed from this man's dark magic. Um <laughs> Till they finally got to, like, an outpost that they knew they'd be safe at for a little while, where he finally just put him on trial by lying to everybody, saying that the queen gave him the authority to do this, and that they did not have to take him back to England, and that this guy was practicing dark magic, and was going to be the cause of them not completing their mission if they don't kill him right now. And I'm like, this man sacrificed, like, four fucking boats... Um, like, took, took, like, the important stuff off of him, but still, like, four boats just fucking sank them to the bottom of the ocean, um, all to kill a man that he probably could have just killed. Like, <laughs> fucking pirates, guys. Yeah. Pirates. Especially ones yeah. from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, those guys suck. Yes. Uh, but anyway, I lost, I lost my audacity window. There it is. Rich, huh. what's on the agenda? On the agenda, uh, we're gonna have probably a quick conversation about the writer's strike that's, uh, started yesterday. Um, which would be the 2nd of May. Um, Chris, you played, uh, some Jedi Survivor, which I didn't even think you beat Fallen Order, but okay. We've um, talked about the fact that I beat Fallen Order. I, for some reason, I thought you didn't, even though we just did. Uh, I started playing Re- Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, Cobb, you played, uh, you read Legends and Lattes. Um, and yeah, that's gonna be our show. Yeah. Um, so how about... I was about to say, like, how about that writer strike? But that's a that's an insensitive, <laughs> I mean, insensitive way to do that. Not really. Um, how about that writer strike? That sucks. Like second time in fifteen years. Yeah, it's there's uh, it, it's already like all late night shows are off air um right now because there's they have no writers and they record daily. Um, most of the shows, I think, from what I've heard, most of the shows that are on air right now should be done or well enough done to where. They'll have a potential ending, but, like, yeah, we're not gonna... Until this can get settled, pretty much all shows are, like, done writing for now. Yeah, like, I saw, um, like you said, like, all the late-night shows are basically done because they're basically run by the writers. Like, it's not like they have jokes, like, canned that are topical. Well, yeah, it's 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 a day to day thing, especially like specifically what you got. You can go like Colbert and and those late night shows. Like it's straight up day to day. Like they start writing for tomorrow's show the second they wrap on writing today's show. Like it is. It's they don't 
Uh, the only thing that they probably pre-plan is the guests, and that's it. So any bits or anything like that, like they, it's, it's yeah, they're they're not going to be writing those. They can't write those uh, unless they want to be scab. Yeah, but the, it's a it's also so it's a little bit of a weird timing too. Well, not like not weird timing, but do you guys remember the previous one in the oh seven oh eight? Vaguely, not really. Not really. Yeah. So. If I'm remembering correctly, it happened, like, fall into winter. So, like, it happened, like, early part of, like, the fall season that year into, like, the mid-season. Because it was, like, 100 days, I think I saw online earlier. Um, And that fucked a bunch of shows. Like, there were a bunch of shows that just got canceled because they didn't, they weren't able to have a season. So, they never had enough going to, like, bother getting renewed. Mm -hmm. Um, That was also when... that's when Heroes, Heroes kind of got fucked, because that second season just kind of ended in a bad place. Yeah. And they never really got themselves going. But uh, in this case, it's actually at the end of the season. So a bunch of shows are actually probably already done filming. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the things that are getting halted are the streaming platform stuff that kind of um, gets made all and released all year. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that just gets like a really big lead time. Like I saw, um, Yellow Jackets w- had just started writing for its third season. Its second season is only like five episodes in. Yeah. And I'm assuming, I-, I think that's a show that they film the whole show before they even start releasing it. So it's not going to impact this season from coming out, but there's a chance that there's going to be a longer delay before the next season. Mm-hmm. So like weird stuff like that. And I saw, um, Cobra Kai shut down their writer's room for season six. So, not sure how far along they were, but, like, you know, there's some stuff that's being impacted. Great. Um, these, teen, these high school teenagers are going to be 30 by the time this series ends. I mean, aren't they already? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, they're they're, they're pre- probably mid-20s. Um, we, uh, I don't know how old they actually are, but, like, they're going to be, it's, it's just, it's, they're supposed to be maybe gra- uh, high school dra- graduates by the end of this season. Yeah, because I was gonna like, say, aren't the, are they even actually juniors in the show? <laughs> I, they, so they they are aged out of the all state tournament. I know that much. Oh, that's right. I forgot that happened. So like they cannot do the tournament, which is why they did this new tournament at the mo- end of most recent. Or they're building up for the new tournament at the next season is because like they were aged out as of the last tournament that was their last year doing that tournament right right i I forgot about that that part of it um and i think that was supposed to be 16 or 17 so i think they're supposed to be like high school graduates at best by the end of this season not to derail the cobra kai but thinking about that it is wild that fucking miguel broke his back couldn't walk and now is like back to being a karate star in like what, like two and a half weeks? In in it within within probably six months is when he. <laughs> so let's see. No, no, like like I said, I, I didn't want to like derail into that. I was it was just like thinking about that timeline. It's like man, that that kid got that was, seriously injured and was just yeah. back on his feet in like fifteen minutes. So that was the first day of school that the brawl yeah. happened. Which and he went back to the fight that season. Yeah. So would it would have been within eight months? That yeah. he broke his back and regained the ability to walk and learn karate and became an almost champion. Or twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah. Or no, it would have been over the course of a year and a half for twice, but eight months from breaking back to becoming a champion. Yeah, it's just, it, man. But 
Yeah, so from what I was seeing online, um, like reading like some articles about the the strike, um, some of some of the stuff they're looking for is just more stability. Mm-hmm. Like like these studios are fighting them on fucking stability and not being overworked. Like they literally just they want minimum number of writers in writers rooms for things. They don't want like these like two people are expected to write twenty two episodes in a season. Yeah. Um. They. And they just want, they want stability. They want like a, a set amount of time that they are guaranteed work on like a series. Mm-hmm. Like, Which, ass, assuming the series doesn't get canceled. So like, if a show is picked up for 22 episodes, like, they want to make sure that like, they have a, like, they are contracted for 22 episodes. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, give them a livelihood and not make them have to worry about their job every day. Yeah. And then the, the, the other like kind of like crazy one that they're getting pushed back on is fucking AI. They they want a clause that studios can't use like Chat GPT to write scripts and then to bring in a an actual human writer to just like clean it up a little bit. Yeah, which and I'm that, like, why that, are these things that they even have to fight for? Why are these not just fucking given? Because studios want to just make money, and so if oh yeah, you can, no, I know that, but yeah, if if you can if you can just put in. Here's Iron Man. Here's all the Iron Man comics. Write me a, a, a movie and have ChatGPT write a movie and then have like an actual person read through this movie and edit it here and there. Like it's that's a lot cheaper than having to have a group of 10, 5, 10 people sit around figuring out what works, what doesn't, what's in continuity, what isn't and things like that. Like it, it like that's AI scares me when it comes to creative works only because i have a feeling there are going to be corporations out there that are going to just go to these ai like the ai art creators and things like that and instead of hiring an actual graphics designer it's going to say hey create me a graphic for this and they get 30 graphics that are made within 30 seconds from this ai and they pick one and they just use it and it's just like that's going to destroy the 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 gig industry basically, and 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 the art industry or the the graphic design industry, and like that's going to be like that with writing and everything else. It's scary how bad that this could be with these things. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like like I think some of the AI stuff can be cool. I think there are cool applications for it, but there's also things like 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 the art and the way that the Writers Guild has to fight to not have that just be a thing. Um, that, like, it, it's unnecessary. Yeah, like, I totally agree AI should be used as a guide. If if you're going to use AI for things like this, it should be used as a guide. If you have an idea of what you want, but you don't know how to do it or don't know how to make it, you use AI as a guide, and then you show it to whoever you're going to be using. And, like, if you have a graphic design, it's like, this is what I want, you type it in the AI, it provides you things, and you're like, this is something similar to what I want, what can you do with it? And then they make it better. Or same with, like, if you have an idea that you don't really know how to flesh out, you type in the idea and you type in what you have, you give it information, and maybe it helps you and it pushes you along. But it's it definitely, definitely should not be used as the primary source of creation. Because that's just, it's going to be, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Like, I a thousand percent agree. Mm-hmm. Um and like I, so I saw like some pictures and stuff online of the picketers, and some of them literally had signs that said like AI can't write Succession and stuff like that. And it's like yeah. that's true. Like yeah. yeah, you you could totally pump a bunch, like you said, like pump a bunch of like comic books into Chat GPT and have it spit out like 
probably a working story, at least for like something like that. But those like the like the Marvel movies are kind of lowest common denominator. Like they are meant they are made for mass appeal. Like something like Succession is incredibly well thought out and emotional on like different levels. Yeah. But it's like that's that's also it's like AI could write it. It's it's you put a hundred monkeys in in a room and they eventually will write uh 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 Shakespeare. Like it is AI can get that. It can get to that. But it's you're you are straight up stealing jobs and stealing information from other people because that's how AI works. It's an amalgam of all of the works in history. Hey, write something that's as good as this. And it could. It definitely could. But it's taking themes and ideas from everything else that it read to put together this thing that could potentially be really good or will be absolute shit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I hope that, um, that like this, you know, like, I hope that the, the Writers Guild gets like a fair deal and, you know, can like get back to work like, in short order, because like yeah. the the strike sucks for everybody. It yeah. sucks for the viewers that want to see stuff. It sucks for the actors that want to act, and it sucks for the writers who like they're not getting paid right now. Like yeah. they're they are on strike, like basically like forfeiting their right to a paycheck to try and get like a better deal for all of them. Like, and that includes people that are like you know you have your your big name writers like like that are like showrunners that they have the money to just kind of sit on their hands and wait. Um, but like the bigger names don't, or I'm sorry, the smaller names don't like I mean, the guys that are just in the writer's room. Like they, they don't just have millions of dollars sitting in the bank so that they can just not work for a while. Yeah. It's like, like, and like we, we were talking about uh, talk shows, like any of the talk show writers, they're not going to have that money They're They, they all like most of them live in New York. Uh, or around New York, they're not going to have the the big bucks to be able to sit around for too long because, like, they're 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 I don't know it's they're they're just they're not that big they're not those name they're not the names yet like if if we were to kick this back twenty thirty years or whatever Conan O'Brien while he was writing for Simpsons if they went on strike Conan O'Brien would be in it at Doran Simpsons era Conan O'Brien would be in a situation where he'd be like all right well. I can only last two weeks without without a job. It's you know, all these big names. Big names start somewhere, and it's on these shows that you're not even going to know their names until they get something that really hits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, if you watch any of the shows um, that do like the behind the scenes sort of stuff, where you're seeing like actors that are playing writers, mm-hmm. like. The people writing those shows are writing themselves as like, you know, I live in a, in, in a fucking studio apartment. I barely make ends meet. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason they write themselves that way. Cause like, it's kind of where they are. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's just, it is just a bummer all the around, all yeah. the way around. So hopefully they can wrap this up and figure it out. But it's just, it does suck that like, like you said, it is it is good timing. Well, not really good timing, but it is. Yeah, good there's timing. never good timing. But it is like good. It's decent timing for the fact that it's nearing the end of the season, near door, close to hiatuses, or like near, uh, as season breaks and whatnot. To where they, for the consumer, you're not really going to notice a difference potentially. But for everyone in the industry, you it's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. And like, yeah, the actors are probably going to be fine. 
producers, directors, they're all probably going to be fine. But like the yeah, the writers themselves is gonna is gonna gonna possibly hurt big time. Yeah, and it probably is important to say that like by like good timing, it's it's good timing as a viewer. Yeah, and as as the crew on a show who like like I actually I didn't say crew before, but yeah, there's there's all the crews on movies and shows that also do not make millions of dollars yeah. a paycheck that are also going to be out of work if there are no scripts for shows mm-hmm. <laughs> um and movies. So it's like yeah, it's good timing for that sort of in that sort of sense where all right, well they're like their work is winding down for a few months most likely anyway, but had this happened in the fall, I feel like there would have been a little bit more of an of a push from the bigger studios to find a resolution quicker because like all their shit is going to fail if they don't actually have shows to show people. Mm-hmm. Like they bank on new shows like doing well for them, and if a show only gets four episodes before it's just on kind of an indefinite hiatus, those shows are not going to survive. Yeah. They, and we, like you said, we saw that back in 2007 and 8. Like, even big shows like Heroes is a big show. It barely survived the writer's strike. Barely. And, and yeah, like it got two more seasons after the writer's strike, but it never actually recovered. Yeah. Like that, the second season started off good, but mm-hmm. it ended, I think, less than 12 episodes. So it yeah. was just like, it, they just kind of had to wrap it up as quickly as they could. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it, it ends on a cliffhanger, but it it's not like a proper, like, it was definitely meant to be the mid-season cliffhanger that they would have then resolved in the winter when the show came back. It's been a long time since I watched Heroes, though. Yeah, me too. It was a good show. It was. Yeah. Um. But, Cobb, yes. you played Jedi Survivor? I did. Well, I didn't, I, I played some Jedi Survivor, let's say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, it is more of the, the Fallen Order. Like it, it's good. Yeah, I I've seen a few people playing it, and I'm just like, man, this game looks like it rocks just as much as the first one does. So it's cool they did not. The first game was very Metroidvania in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Uh, they did not make you do that sort of like strip Cal of all his abilities. Like you start, you have your force push, force pull. You have your wall run. Um, they don't. You don't have it like immediately. It's one of those like the game just. Like, it has you do things to show you how to do them. Oh, yeah, and um, it has a tutorial mission that reminds you this is the abilities that you have. Yeah, like, when you first start, you're just running and jumping. And then it's like, oh, there's a wall that you need to force push open. Yeah. So, like, as you're walking up to it, it says, hey, hit the hit the right trigger to force push and stuff like that. Um, but even, you know, your lightsaber right out of the gate, um, you have single blade and dual blade. Mm-hmm. And then um, the first, like, boss encounter... Um, midway through it, he, um, scripted breaks the lightsaber in half so that you can dual wield. Yeah. So then you, you have an option between single lightsaber, dual bladed, or dual wield. And they have different, um, different positives and negatives to them. Um, the only, the downside with that is you can only have one, like, well, you can only have two equipped. So you can't really swap between all three, like, in battle or anything like that. You actually have to go into the menus to to change one of them out. Oh, really? It's not like because in in Fallen Order it was like a button press to go from like or no was was it once you unlocked both you always had both out. Did you ever have two lightsabers in Fallen Order? I don't remember. Yeah, it's been so the, long. At the very at the end, 
You got two lightsabers. Okay. And I think you always had both out. I can't remember. Or, but if if not, it was it was just a button press is really what it was to switch between the three. Like, it, but I think once you unlocked the dual the dual wielding, it was it was you always had dual wielding. Yeah. So this one, it's um, but like the default when you first start, it's press left on the D pad to go single blade, plus press right on the D pad to go dual blade. And then if you want to have um, dual lightsabers, you have to swap one of those two options out. Okay. Um, which, and... like, isn't a huge deal, but there definitely have been situations where I've been going and it's like, all right, well, dual lightsabers is really good right now. But then it's like, I actually probably need dual blade for this particular encounter. And I, it's not the one I have equi- equipped. What would, what would, what's the difference or what's the difference between needing a single blade and, and, and dual wield? Like, wh- why would you need to not always have both lightsabers? Out? So dual wield is like faster parrying, but it does less damage and it has less block, I believe. That, that's what they did with dual blade. Dual blade had the less block and it was made for crowd control. Yeah. And so that one is still for crowd control. I might be forgetting exactly what has what. But yeah, it, each of them kind of has like p- positives and negatives to it. Um, so like dual lightsaber has a cool thing where if you, you can kind of like go into like a meditative state almost and you will, um, parry almost anything that comes at you for that like one thing. But it had, you kind of have to get it set up correctly for that to even work. Um, they, they walk you through it during a boss fight and I haven't, I haven't really been able to nail it since then. Um, but a lot of times like I use, I've been using dual blade when it's just a bunch of sort of regular stormtroopers that I just mm-hmm. kind of have to mow through. Um, I'm sorry, dual lightsaber when it's a bunch of them I have to mow through. If it's the ones that have like the shields or that have the um the big cannon blasters, I usually do the dual blade because those you can just kill like take people out with those a lot easier. Yeah, so the dual blade. Um, the, the Darth Maul style was better used for like rapid fire, uh, um, bounces and, and parry. So like if you had, if you had somebody with a Gatling gun shooting at you and you parried that properly, he would throw all of them back. Whereas if you didn't parry it properly, he would just knock them away. But if you only had the single blade lightsaber and you missed the parry, he would miss a few and you would get shot. So that's really what the, like Darth Maul style, the dual wield was, I mean, it was just, like, your basic lightsaber function at that point. Like, you didn't get an option to go back to single blade. Yeah, they've actually made it, like, its own stance. They're, they're calling them stances. But it makes um, sense. Yeah. And, like, the there are definitely, like, I have seen situations where different ones make different sense. Like, in this one, there are more of the, um, like, the Imperial battle droid things. Like, um... The, the one from, um, Lando's droid from, or I'm sorry, not Lando's, um, in Rogue One, the one that was Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. Um, like that sort of droid. I forget yeah. what they're actually called. Um, there's a lot of those in this game so far that you, you end up having to fight and, you know, they're a little tankier. So they're not just run up, slice, slice them and move along. Like they almost, they're almost more like mini bosses when you do find them. Mm-hmm. And like, the dual lightsabers have been more helpful against those than the other ones. But if they're with other people, like if there's um either other droids with them or stormtroopers or there's like some of these um scavenger guys that, that I'm dealing with right now, usually the dual blades are not great for that because they're not as good at crowd control. So, mm-hmm. but 
it's nice that they they're not making you relearn anything. Like yeah. you just have well, everything. You just kind of have to figure out how it works for you. Because frankly, for him to forget how to be a Jedi again after like, because like this game picks up five years later. Like he's been being a Jedi for five years. Um, it would be really stupid for them to write into the story that he loses all of his abilities and he has I, to relearn them. I don't think I've ever played a Metroidvania style game that didn't have you have all the abilities at start. What do you mean? So I I've never played a Metroidvania game where that was a sequel that if there were if you had abilities from at the end of the previous game you still had those abilities at this at the beginning of this game. Well, I mean, like every Metroid game, you lose the abilities. They still yeah. she still has the ability in the beginning of the game. Oh but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It. Like you don't lose them in yeah. this game. But I mean, though, like, though Metroid is they they write it into the story, but like. Even the Ratchet and Clank games, you always carried abilities over. And Ratchet and Clank can technically be considered, even though they're platformers, they can more so they can also kind of be considered a Metroidvania. I've never had stuff carry over in those. I always had to buy all the guns again. The guns, yeah, but like abilities like Ratchet's hover ability and things like that did carry over. You didn't uh, see, have Ratchet's hover, hover ability that. in the very first one, or Clank's um, hover ability and stuff like. that. I know what you meant, but that that is what I'm saying, like. They're not, they didn't write into the story that something happened to him in the first chapter and he forgot how to be a Jedi. Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense. Like, it does, but would you, would you have been surprised if they didn't do that? Cause I fucking wouldn't have. Would I have been surprised if they did that? Yeah. If, if, if I would have been surprised if they wrote into it that he lost all his abilities, yes. Oh, I, I wouldn't have. Same. I would have. I would have. I'm actually more surprised that they didn't. That. No, it, it that doesn't make sense because it was story driven as to you getting the abilities. I agree, yeah, and right. there's and nothing saying been... that they couldn't write the story that he loses them. For, yeah, he just he did fuck all for five years, so he lost all his powers. Well, I mean, or but that, over. but that, some, but the problem is stupid. The yeah. problem, like that, is that was the story of how he regained his abilities in the first one. Well, he, he was again. a like he was yeah, he no. was a Padawan. That learned all these abilities that then cut himself off from the force for however many years since Order 66. And so then when he returned back to his, I think it was 10 years or something like 10, 15 years. Then when he started his adventure again, he remembered how to use these abilities as he continued on with his quest. He wasn't taught them. He had to remember them. So for them to write in that, oh, for five years, he cut himself off. Like it would have been, it would be bad writing. Like there's, I I don't know how you could write out them losing that ability, him losing that. So ability. he got hit in it, the head and has amnesia. <laughs> well, no, no. So like, legitim- legitimately, they could have written something like, um, so in in the Star Wars universe, there are creatures and stuff like that that can cut off a Jedi from the Force. Like literally, like like they lose their connection to the Force. Um, so they could have easily written something. Where, you know, one of the the Inquisitors, like the Night Sisters, did something um that infected him with whatever thing it is that makes that that cuts them off from the force. And it's just this slow build to him regaining his connection to the force then, where then he knows just, how to do the things, but he can't do them. Then you're just recreating the same game again. That's every fucking yeah. Metroid game. <laughs> no, but it's 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 it is, but it isn't like. It, 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 no, like, I don't know. I don't, when it comes to that, like, yes, Metroid, she has to regain her ability, or not Metroid, Samus has to regain her abilities. Like, 
the way they present it, the way they put it together, and, like, the abilities, and this is a technical sense and a technicality, they aren't always the same. She's not regaining the... Yes, she gets a bomb that she can use when she's in ball form, but it's not always the same bomb. She's not getting that bomb back. It's not like somebody took that ability and put it in this dungeon. There's a new ability... There's something she found in, 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 this, in this place that gives her that ability. It wasn't until... Honestly... It wasn't until the, uh, dread that, like, they didn't, that they kind of just didn't write in how she, why she didn't have her abilities. So why is it on every fucking mission she finds this random ability that lets her turn into a little tiny fucking ball? Because uh, she's in ruins of the same people that always had that ability. I don't know. I don't know. But and what then? Then why would it be like, far fetched? I for... believe. I believe in the Prime series, you kept a lot of your abilities throughout the game. Like, the no, basic lose, abilities. I, oh, maybe from game to game, but you do lose them at the beginning of Prime. At the beginning of Prime, she doesn't have them, or you lose them, or whatever. But from Prime 1, 2, and 3, right? There was 3? Yeah, you, I believe you kept, they, the basic abilities, the gun, the, the charge shot, the, the charge shot, the missiles, and the ball form, I believe those carry over. It's like you other things. You may be right. I've, I've actually never played Prime 2 or 3. So, but are those really Metroidvanias? They are. They're definitely Metroidvanias. 100%. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're just first-person exploration game. No, I mean, what's a Metroidvania? A Metroid or Castlevania game no, that wh- follows that pattern. Well, but th- what is the Metroidvania? No, dude, dude, I'm, fu- I'm fucking I, I know. I'm just saying. If you're going to make that argument that whether or not they're Metroidvanias, you got to A ar- Metroidvania is Jedi Fallen Order, which is why I'm surprised Jedi Survivor... Doesn't include you losing all your force powers. I'm sh- Jedi Survivor, I'm sure, still has Metroidvania styles. So, so far, like, there hasn't been any, like, ability stuff that would be, that, like, you would necessarily consider that way. Um, the closest things, um, is, like, like, your skill tree, like, getting more health and, and force stamina and all that stuff. Did- and some of, like, some of the, um, the fancy moves. Do you have the grappling but, hook yet? No. I didn't okay. know there was a grappling hook. Exactly. Oh no no yes yes I do I'm sorry I forgot all about that I I never have to use it there's I've been there's puzzles sorry, that you have to use it there's parts and puzzles um, that you'll have to use. so you get it at the very beginning beginning of the game um you actually have to fix it because it's broken mm-hmm. um and then you use it for like the second half of the first like level um when you get to the second planet um it's you're kind of out in the 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 wilds so there's not as much there's not really a reason that you would need a grappling hook where I'm at right now um. I do know at some point you apparently do get the ability to use a blaster, which I think is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you basically can dual wield, like, a lightsaber in one hand and a blaster in the other. Okay. Um, but, like, as far as the story's concerned, so far it's it's interesting, too. Um, it's five years later. A Cal has been working with Saul Guerrero, and the rest of his crew has kind of just scattered. So, um, Grease, Seer, and what was the what was the Night Sister's name? Like, Mirin or Marin or something like that? I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, they're all gone. It's just Cal and um, BD-8 on the Mantis. And, like, Cal's, for some reason, got to keep the Mantis from Grease. And, yeah, he he's doing missions for Saul. And that's kind of how it opens up. Um, and at the second planet, they start tying you into the High Republic stuff. Like, you find a droid from the era of the High Republic. Mm-hmm. That, um, it was, it was like a Jedi droid. Um... Not a droid that was a Jedi, but, like, a droid that was owned by a High Republic-era Jedi. Yeah. So, 
I'm interested to see see where that goes. Um, you still get like the workbench where you can customize stuff. Um, they give you just you still can do all the the lightsaber colors straight out the gate. Like they don't make you find new crystals or anything like that. Um, but you find like different components for upgrading um the look of your lightsaber. I haven't gotten any ponchos yet, but I have gotten some other cosmetics for Cal um, and BD-8, which are, are neat. Mm-hmm. And there, I, from what I hear, there eventually is a poncho, but it's like just one and you have to unlock it. That I mean, that sounds about right, because that was basically all you got for him. Yeah. So far, the, the, the little bit of like Cal cosmetics I've had have been like different clothing for him and a different type of beard. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um. I do think the combat's easier. Could be. Yeah. I, I expected Richie to say something against that. I, I haven't played uh, it, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I, I, I just expect you to say, well, the first one was easy. I, well, I mean, kind of was. Uh, so I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't play like the, the Soulsy games where like you you have to think about combat a little bit more, which Fallen Order, like I feel like it wasn't as punishing as those games, but it still had the, the sense of like, it's not just run in fucking button mash your way through it and like move on the way a lot of um like hack and slashes would be um and while this is still that i just feel like it's not as punishing as the the first game was yeah i mean so it, yeah it, you're i i don't know i can't i can't comment because like the only thing i would say is the first one you started off with just a single lightsaber um, and so you didn't have, like, because you didn't have all your abilities unlocked, you didn't have everything that you could, all your offensive abilities unlocked, that by this point, like, it makes sense, the fact that it's only been five years and he's been continued working with Saul for this long, that he continued to be able to keep up with his combat ability to where, like, he's not relearning how to fight, and so he is a better fighter, and so the combat might be easier in a sense, because he's more attuned and connected to the Force than he's in the first one. Or just, they made the game a little bit easier. Yeah, because it's... Had I just played Fallen Order the way, like, you did just a few months ago, I might just say, be like, okay, well, I just played through the first one, so, like, I've got, like, that muscle memory, and, you know, regardless of if I think the game's easier or not, like, I guarantee Fallen Order got harder as I went. Um, But, like, the very first fight, or the very first boss fight is one of the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. And... I died against them a bunch in Fallen Order just because I was I was too reckless. Like I don't I don't dodge and block the way that you're supposed to. I just kind of like run in, slash a whole bunch, run away, run back in, slash a whole bunch, and fucking hope for the best. Um, I'm bad at parrying. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, but you're also comparing the first time you fight an Inquisitor is halfway through the game in Fallen Order, whereas true. I don't know how long it what within Wait, three was it hours really that far in. Yeah, the first Inquisitor you fight is the big guy, or the big girl. Inquisitor or, uh, sister. So the sisters are Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah. So her, the, the, the really big one that you cut her arm off, I don't think you fight her until halfway through the game on Kashyyyk. For some reason, I, like, in my mind, it was it was earlier than that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you played it more recently, so I... Would... I there there might have been an encounter or two with the main Inquisitor that you, you dealt with. But, like, it, there was one encounter on the first planet, but you only had to get her to maybe down a quarter of her health. So, like, you didn't have to fight her legit. Like, you did have to fight her legit, and it took me, like, two or three tries. But, like... It wasn't a fight to defeat to kill all the way down. It was like the first time you had to take the 
enemy all the way down to zero HP wasn't until halfway through the game. Yeah, no, I I vaguely remember this now, but even then, like I just like again, it it could be easier. It could be like I maybe I am just slightly better at the the combat than I was before, but it it does just feel like it's a little bit easier than it was in the first one. Like maybe they just maybe they they adjusted the difficulty settings a little bit more. Like the harder difficulties are more punishing than like normal. Because I'm playing on whatever, whichever one, because they name them, like, Jedi levels, like, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, or something. I forget exactly how they have them named, but I picked the one that said, like, experienced players, or what have you. But, like, that wasn't, like, not looking for a challenge. That's easy mode, probably. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry, I said that incorrectly. I did not pick the one that said looking for a challenge. I did... I did finger quotes when I said looking for a challenge that you guys couldn't see. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> so, like, I didn't pick the one that was hard mode, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I like it a lot so far. Um, it apparently does not run well on a lot of things. From what I'm hearing, it doesn't run well on PC at the moment, and it's getting review bombed because of that. It It's um, apparently the worst PC port of the year, which, I mean, it's only May, so... Yeah, there's but, plenty um, of time to, to, to drop the ball more. Well, um, you know what though, there, we we might not have what, a worse one because they did put they did delay the next um, Rocksteady game, the Suicide Kills the Justice League, to twenty twenty four. And I mean, Redfall just <laughs> released. That could just be the worst game of the year. What I'm hearing. So I I've, I've heard it's not that bad. Oh, I'm dude, hearing, it's apparently buggy as all hell. I'm hearing people. Uh, I've not here. seen a single good. Yeah, so, I, like, I, I, I haven't looked anything into it. I'm just hearing. I'm hearing more complaints about people complaining about the game than I am hearing the complaints about the game. Yeah, I heard like the pre-release, like the preview stuff from like a month ago, and people were like mildly positive on it at that point. Oh, go look at Tamora's Twitter from like yesterday. He was savaging the game. I mean, that's just Tamor. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but he doesn't, like, go no, out of no, his he, way to say things. Yeah. Like, he does not do it if it doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And, no, and then there's, yeah, there's, there's... All the uh, random tweets I, I would be seeing about Redfall are about how broken it is. Like, I know, I know, like, it's not the best place to go on to Steam, but 1,086 reviews mostly negative about it, and the game came out two days ago. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. Um, but yeah, as far as Jedi Survivor goes, it's apparently not running well on PC. It also doesn't run well on performance mode on consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, Respawn is actually recommending to run it in graphics mode so that it runs at a locked 30 because it runs really well at a locked 30. Interesting. And be- because I do not give a shit about 60 frames per second, that's what I put it on anyway. And it does run, it runs really well and looks really pretty. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not getting it right away then because... I, I, I've i already settled that I'm not getting it now at launch. There's plenty of other games that are right now, I mean, if and you, I know this When you do get set. it, just get it on PlayStation. Well, that that was going to be the other goal, is I was going to get it on PlayStation either way, because I played the first one on PlayStation, so I kind of yeah. do that. Yeah, get it on PlayStation, play it on graphics mode. Problem solved. I mean, by the time I get to that point, they'll probably have it all fixed, hopefully. Yeah, still, play it on graphics mode. That game's very pretty. Yeah, we'll see. Last time I tried, I tried playing Fallen Order on graphics mode. On my PS5 when I was streaming, and it ran like garbage. So oh, that's a bummer. I had to run oh. it on performance. Was this when you were stream? This was after you got your actual capture card. Yeah, right? this is with the new with the Elgato capture. Okay, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, I run everything in graphics mode because I just don't give a fuck. 
I'd rather it look pretty than run at 60 frames a second. I want the game to work. Like, it was... Yeah. Like, I, it was to the point... Like, I normally don't, like, really care about FPS that much, because I don't fully notice it unless it's, like, a massive drop from 60 to 1. But, like, otherwise, the, it was running so poorly that it, there was major input lag. Like, it was delayed inputs. That's how bad yeah, it was no, that, running. Yeah, that is actually a problem. Um... But yeah, that, I mean, that's why I usually do graphics mode because it's like, it's usually locked at 30. And most issues you hear about are when it's in, um, in performance mode. Like, because this, the game's just, or the, the consoles can't handle what the game can actually do. I feel like that's um, usually the opposite. Issue. Yeah, I'm usually pretty it's sure the it's usually the opposite. Like, oh, it's trying to pump out 4K and it can't hold 30 frames at 4K, but it runs the fine 60 1080p. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Like, I don't. I, I don't. I, I had huh. to uh, when I when I started playing Remnant on Sunday. I had to actually limit the frames because on its basic mode of just. Like, run as many, like, just run the best it can. It tried running, like, 300 frames a second or some shit like that. I had to be like, no, 60. That's it, because it was killing my CPU. Well, and, like, go back to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was like, okay, it's playable on performance. If you tried to put it on graphics mode on console, it was like, nah, these things, it can't get to 20 frames solid on graphic but it's running at 50 to 60 on performance i'm pretty sure i played it on graphics mode on xbox the xbox was where it was not oh that makes sense i yeah um yeah like i i have i have never put a game into performance mode other than to like after starting the game and playing it for a little while like switch back and forth to see if i can notice a difference and i i couldn't tell you if something was running at 30 or 60 at least I've, not other games that I play. I've never played a game in graphics mode. Ever. Yeah. Dude, I fucking ju- Control, I, I felt such a massive difference between in Control. Yeah, like, I, I've never seen a game where I could tell the difference. And, like, I know a lot of people say it's, like, shooters and, and like, like stuff where, like, input delay and things like that actually make a huge difference. And I don't play those games. So, to me, like, it looks identical. It's just the performance mode generally, like, the picture's not as crisp. Because I have a 4K TV and it's not using the 4K assets. Mm-hmm. But as, as long as it's like a stable 30 and it's not like dropping into like the... Like if it drops a little below it like once or twice, I usually don't notice it, notice it. Like I'll see it, but it won't like register. If it's like constantly like jumping back and forth to like 20, 30, 20, 30, that's when like I notice it and it gives me a little bit of a headache. But so far, like I don't, I haven't had any issues with Jedi Survivor. It runs nicely erica actually made a comment at one point while she was while i was playing it that if she didn't see some of like the character models like like the the droids and the animals and stuff like that she wouldn't know it was a game because like out in the wild like some of the plants and like the the machinery and stuff like that just it looks very very realistic which that that's awesome yeah Mm -hmm. now rich yeah uh what is remnant from the ashes and how is it so, it's actually, it was a PS Plus game a while back. Um, I that, thought it sounded familiar. Yeah, it was a PS Plus game. It's actually the sequel to Kronos from, uh, from Ash, in the Ashes, something in the Ashes. I don't know. Um, and there's a sequel coming out. Remnant 2 is all I'm calling it, because I don't even know what the sequel is called right now. Uh, in August. Um, that I was, uh, I was basically, I was asked to play it on stream, uh, to see if I liked it, to maybe get the sequel. Um, and it was on sale on Steam. Uh, a couple weeks ago, so I got it. 
and it is it's kind of kind of dark souls meets destiny um where it's like it is very much like a more gothic dark setting everywhere i've been it, uh the enemies are a little bit harder uh, and more difficult uh some of the bosses take quite a bit um there's there's different ways to kill the bosses to unlock different items to get your different abilities um but it's all guns it's primarily all gunfighting and it's got really good gunfighting it's not like it, it's it's third person and honestly some of the best gunfighting in a game i've had in a long time um it 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 feels very smooth i've played most of the time so far using sniper weapons but uh and that's the, the one thing that might like Probably, I would say, maybe one of my biggest complaints about the game is, at the very beginning, you have to choose between one of three classes, which, within, let's say, two hours of playing, makes that choice unnecessary. It's just your starting equipment, basically, and everyone can equip everything, so it makes making that choice pointless, which is both a good and bad thing because as you get further on and you find a build that you like, like I, I started doing snipers and I was doing things to protect myself from, from gun, from ranged ammo, increase my critical hit to now I'm all about summoning things to help me fight. And so I changed all my equipment and upgraded it all to where like I'm summoning things and I'm constantly increasing my abilities, um, re, uh, cooldown time so that once their, their summons are gone, I can summon them again. Um, so like it's cool in an aspect of like, all right, you can make your play style and it doesn't matter what you choose. But at the same time, it's like, well, why did you make me choose a loadout to begin with? Why did you make me choose a class if it doesn't matter? Um, but it is, it's like, to me- to give you the false sense of it mattering. <laughs> That's really what it is, because the the picking a class gets you different equi- starting different starting equipment and a different starting perk. But if you run well, the way the game is built is you have the story mode, and then once you beat, you don't even have to beat the story mode. You can just once you get into the game and unlock the ability to go into the world, you then also unlock the adventure mode, which is basically doing runs in. Like kind of, kind of roguelite runs in that uh, biome um, to unlock different abilities, and so every time you do a run, it could be slightly different. There's like one of three or four final bosses you would fight in each region. There's uh, several different mid bosses. There's a bunch of different events that you can do, and so you do the runs. They take probably fifteen twenty minutes each time, and like that's your end game gameplay loop. Is like going back through and unlocking everything that you have to increase your armor level and your gear level and things like that. Um, so by the end of your, once you get done running like the first world earth, you can do the adventure mode on earth and you could unlock within, I'd say within three hours, you could unlock the starting abilities of all three classes on your character. So it's like, it, it is that little sense of like, oh, well, I'm kind of different because I have this starting ability. But it's like, oh, I don't like it anymore. I want the other starting ability. So I'm going to try to do f- unlock that. Um, I'm not really sure how many perks there are or traits. But the cool thing is it's limitless how many traits you can get, how many you just continue to level up. Uh, so I, I was, somebody jumped in my stream. They're saying that they're at like level 735. And so each trait maxes out at 20. And so that's, I don't know, five, uh, five times seven is 35 traits are probably maxed out, give or take. 
35 to 35 or 36 traits are maxed out. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's a, uh, a fun, dark, gritty shooter that like has kind of Lovecraftian like style enemies. One of the bosses that you fight on the earth is, I kept calling him Trent Thulu. It's a tree with a Cthulhu face. Um, and it's just, I'm having a lot of fun playing it. It's just a very different game than I'm used to playing. And in, in, in a sense, like it's, it's very lore heavy, but it's not very story heavy. So it's like right down my alley. So it is of, very much like, like the Souls games then. <laughs> yeah. It's very much Souls and it's, it's Souls with like, and I say Souls meets Destiny because it is also like the gear style and the, like the, the world, I believe gets stronger as you get stronger. So it's all about your gear level and not your actual level. And so I'm right now, I'm like running around at gear level 15 because I have my armors upgraded to level 15. I have my weapons upgraded to level like 15 or 16 um, and things like that. And it's just all about the gear that you have and the loadout that you make. And it's, it's also kind of, I don't know. I don't remember if you guys play it or try to any of uh, outriders, but it's also very, like it gives a, it's kind of, very like kind of feels like outriders as well where it's like your character just somehow becomes awesomely strong and it's like one of those games where and, and i was talking about this last night i was like it's it's just one of these games where your character becomes super strong and godlike and it's just it does it in such a fun way but also at the same time your loadout may be strong in some instances but terrible in others and so you have to know when to manage and change out and, and and decide which loadouts you're going to use. I wish they had like a a loadout template thing that you could fill out so that you didn't have to swap back and forth manually. You could just be like, all right, I want to use this loadout now, or I want to use that loadout. Um, but yeah, it's it's not unfortunately not very story heavy to a point of I want to the next time I play, which might be Sunday, I want to just streamline beating the game so that on Monday during work, I can find a lore dump video and just listen to Alva lore. Because there are books and books and books of things to read to learn about the lore of this game that I am super interested in, but I am a slow reader and it's going to take me 20 minutes to read a single book that they have laid down for me to read. Like, I flipped through the pages and it took me a literal, like, minute and a half to flip through all the pages in one of the books that I came across. That's... Yeah. No, yeah. like, I get that. Like, it's weird. There are often times in games where it's like there's all that like there's all that lore and like story stuff that you kind of have to go out of your way for. And like yeah. you said, like spend a while reading a bunch of stuff. I'm always like, this all looks really interesting, but I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, and even and like I when when I did when I play like Resident Evils and stuff, I'll read the lore because it's usually like a single page. When I played Hi-Fi Rush, it was I would read all of the the the, the things that I found. But playing this game with how many pages there are in each book, and I'm just like, this is goes on and on and on for 20 pages. And, like, they're, they're not long pages. They're not, like, full book pages. They're diary pages with, like, one entry written into it. But it's still, like, kind of a paragraph written into each page that I then... I'm like, even if I weren't streaming, I wouldn't be reading it. I'm like, this is this is a lot. I want to play the game. The game play is fun enough to me to where... I want to know the lore, but I don't care to find it out right now. I want to, I want to be given, I want to be read the lore. I want, I want an audiobook of the lore or a video on, on YouTube or something like that for the lore rather than focus on reading it for 20 minutes on stream 
with my voice being annoying for that entire time. Well, just get really good at reading and start doing, like, ASMR videos of you reading the lore. Well, what I would need is just, like, a voice changer, and I would just set the voice changer to do a nice voice. Because that's my other thing, is I just don't like the sound of my voice, and so I feel like if I talk too much or read something, my voice is going to be annoying. That's fair. <clears throat> I, but, can, I can understand that about your voice. But yeah, it is It is definitely a a very fun game. Like, I think, me, Drew, you might like it. Kav, I know you wouldn't. Drew, no, it I sounds think, terrible for me. I, I, think, I think you might like it. It's, it was free on PS Plus. Give it a try. Um, unfortunately, there's no crossplay, which is why I had to buy it oh, on Steam. That's lame. Yeah, like that. That's the only reason I had to buy it on Steam because it was not free. It was also an Epic game, which I don't know if there's crossplay between Epic and Steam. But if you got it on Epic, you might be able to join us. But it's only uh, three players tops per per game session. Steam and Epic players can unite. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I wonder it, if it, I did get it on Epic. Yeah, I didn't. I, I looked that up. I didn't. Um, but yeah, it was. It, it's you might you might enjoy it. Give it a shot. I, it's not it's not the most polished game, um, but it might like it might feed into your uh, looter needs, like your Diablo looter needs. Kind of, not really, not no. It's more I destiny. Like, just like it would it would feed into this thing, but it, it really wouldn't. No, I'm I'm trying to be like like there is a lot of stuff to collect and a lot of loot, but at the same time, it's not Diablo loot. It's more destiny loot, where it's like there's everything is set. It's not random what you're getting, where you go, and what you grab. It's set. Always in these same regions, the same locations. Uh, but like, t- if you were to run through the game after picking an item up at a higher armor level, you might pick that item up at a higher level. But it's always going to be at that spot. So if you run into the spot again, you're always going to find that item. Um, so it's not like it's not Destiny. It's not really Diablo looter style. And I liken it to Destiny more about the armor uh, level as well as just like the shooting in general makes me feel a little bit more Destiny. Um, but I just, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It is becoming one of my weekly games. So I'm probably, after we clear the story, it's probably going to like alternate back and forth with Monster Hunter and this each Sunday. I'm going to be like, all right, let's do Remnant this week. Or you know what? Play Remnant for a couple of hours. I kind of want to play Monster Hunter now. Let's jump to Monster Hunter. Jump back and forth. Because it's it, like, that's how like the end game gameplay loop is. There is also a roguelite mode, um, called their survival mode. I, I haven't done that yet. I want to beat the game before I try that, but it's like progressional and like the further, the more zones you go into, the harder it gets and things like that. And one thing I do want to try, which I don't know if I will or how long before I do, is uh, they have the ability to set a hardcore character, which is a permadeath character. And, like, I kind of kind of want to give that a shot. But I want to, like, play through the game and beat the game first before I try hardcore. Because I don't really know if, like, any of my gear will carry over if I try to make a hardcore character, if it's just straight up level 1 hardcore or not. But it's also uh, one thing... I, I don't really know if playing on harder difficulties makes a difference. So we tend to really just run everything on normal difficulty. Because what's the point in doing it on hard or insane difficulty mode if I'm not getting more experience? Just for the fun. <laughs> I, that doesn't become fun then, because there's no reward, in my opinion. That, that, that's fair. Like, there's, there's, it's like the risk and reward, and it's like, if there's no actual reward for doing it, then it's not fun, it's just aggravating. Yeah, that's, that's fair. 
Yeah. I do have it on Epic, by the way. So you might you might Maybe be able I to will. join us. Definitely definitely give it a shot. Uh we'll be playing it again on probably on Sunday. Um probably beating it. And usually usually I have a full team with me, Shahed and Evan, but that was on Sunday, it was me, Shahed and Evan, and then Monday and yesterday, neither of them could or uh, Shahed couldn't join us either day. So you might be able to join us from time to time. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. So it's it's basically just like a once a week game for now. Oh well, no, it's once I beat it, it'll become once a week. But right now, I'm I'm just sticking through. It's I'm it's not long. I'm like halfway through already after only two. I did. Let's say I put like three hours, four hours into actually playing through the story over the course of the three sessions, and then the rest of the time was like running the adventure modes and stuff. So it's like I'm more than halfway through or something. I'm like halfway through at this point. I've gone through two locations. So it's just, it's it's not a long game. But once I beat it, it's just going to be like, all right, we'll jump into it and maybe maybe get some some fun some fun runs into it, some fun uh, roguelike runs or whatever into it and whatnot. Okay, that's cool. What are, What's your main game going to be? Like, like after that? Uh, so once I beat this, the next game is going to be... Um, uh, Star Ocean, uh, what's it called? Something, div- Infinite Divide, I feel like it is. Oh, let me find it. Let me find it on my Steam list. That was requested by another streamer while I was playing, um, uh, Tales of Arise. They wanted me to do Star Ocean. They redeemed the points for it. So the next game is Star Ocean, the Divine Force. Right. I already um, talked about that before. Which, that game's gonna be like a 40, 40, uh, 40-ish hours or something like that. And it's got, like, mid-reviews. So, like, I'm not 100% looking forward to it, but I'm definitely willing to give it a shot and hoping that it's actually at least fun enough to play and beat. Um, but that is, that's not going to be, it's not going to be as strict of a beat timeline as uh, Tales of Arise had. Tales of Arise was like, alright, well, I have to beat this before April so I could do Apex April. This is just going to be, like, a few nights a week I'll play this, and if I'm going to, if I want to play something else instead of this for a night, I'm going to. Um, and then after that, I'm actually running a poll on Twitter right now, which by the time this comes out, it's probably not running anymore, for either Bloodborne, Sekiro, or um, Demon's Souls. And Demon's Souls is winning at the moment. But I don't know if I'm going to play that right away after Star Ocean or get Zelda first. That that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, because I know I'm, I, I've already determined that I'm getting Zelda soon. Because it's a Nintendo game, it's not going to go on sale. Exactly. And Jedi Fallen Order will go on sale. I, I've apparently it's already on sale. What Fallen Order <laughs> or uh, Survivor? Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Uh, not on Steam. It's not on least. Man, fucking Breath of the Wild is still at least forty dollars. Yeah, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. So I think I I don't know if I'll do Demon Soul or whatever Souls. From from soft game immediately after that, or if I'll get uh, it, probably depends on how long it takes for me to beat um, Star Ocean first to determine what I'm going to play next. But yeah, it's it's probably going to be either t- it'll be Tears of the Kingdom or a From Soft game, and whichever one I don't do next will be the one I do after that. Nice, yeah, that should be fun for you. Yeah, I'm uh I'm trying to like. I'm really trying my damnedest to lighten my schedule because, like, to make it not as much as a frantic rush to beat things and to do things. Like, I've, I learned, I definitely learned 
during, definitely during uh, Resident Evil October, but also during Apex April. It was just, just playing one game and having that goal and trying to achieve it. It just was murder for my mental state. Uh, especially since, like, I know I'm better than some of the games I, some of the matches I had in Apex. And how, like, I'm not built for the ranked system, or at least their old ranked system. I, I wasn't, I wasn't good with it. I wasn't good at it. I had to get consistent first or second places with that old system in order to rank up. And I just, I wasn't able to do it. Um, but it's also because I had that rush for Apex April, I had to beat Tales of Arise very rapid, or not very rapidly, but a lot more rapidly than maybe if I took a day off each week to play something else, I wouldn't have been so like, frustrated at the end of that game to where it's like man this game just needs to be over yeah and that's that's the thing with like like giving yourself those like time specific goals for things Mm -hmm. like setting like a hey we're gonna play a resident like we're gonna play through all the resident evil games over the course of october like in theory should be fine but also like there's a lot of resident evil games and you put yourself on a schedule where you had to play every day yeah, I had to play. I had I, my schedule was minimum. I my schedule was to play every day and take a day off after I beat a game. And so the way it was supposed to work out was like Sunday and Monday Resident Evil Zero, Tuesday off, Wednesday and Thursday Resident Evil One, Friday off, Saturday Sunday, and it was just Saturday Sunday and Monday for Resident Evil Two, Tuesday Wednesday Thursday for Resident Evil Three. But and, and like what started to like kill me especially with the Resident Evil one wasn't wasn't that it was like there's too much in a month because it's very reasonable to do it was just Resident Evil 5 was not was not fun and so I got to a point it wasn't even getting to a point of whether or not I was worrying about clearing the objective it was more of this game is bad to a point where I would have stopped playing it if I didn't have this challenge and I'm running behind because I lost a day from trying to get it loaded up because of all the issues with trying to be able to play it. And the the, the final boss took three hours to kill because it sucked on single player that I was just like, I, I didn't, I was just so over Resident Evil during five. Luckily, like six and seven, honestly, six, because it was so different, really reinvigorated the, the, the challenge. And then seven and eight were fucking blown me blown me away um but like yeah i'm learning i'm i like doing these challenges but i need to settle down with like the timeline or the necessity of the challenges or like honestly when it comes to apex april i should not have put it right behind tales of Arise. i should have changed it to like not in april i should have done like may i should have done this month or the next season or something like that or like you were kind of saying before do more of a, like, give yourself more variety. Like, be mm-hmm. like, all right, Monday and Tuesday, we're playing yeah. Apex. Thursday, so, we're going to play something else. So the problem with that is, when it came to Apex April, at least, was uh, you were set on, I only you only had 36 days or something like that, 40 days in the season. So every day outside of Apex, I was losing time and trying to rank up because the season is so limited or that the seasonal split is so limited to whatever it is, 40 days or something like that. So that's why I felt the need to push 
and continue and like every stream has to be this game because I only have 40 days to get as good as I can get. Right. Which I, I get. I guess I just meant if you're going to give yourself like those sorts of things, like do it in a way where you can also give yourself legitimate breaks from that game on stream. Yeah. Because even though you take days off, when you know every stream you do is going to be the same game yeah. every time, like you're you're literally ruining the fun you're going to have, even if it's a game you enjoy. Yeah, and that's that's at a certain point you just you're you're already making playing games a job versus a hobby. Yeah. So then when you also are forcing yourself to only play the same game until you're done or you or like you, you hit a specific goal, you're like, cool, now I'm making it a job that isn't fun anymore. Yeah, and that's that's more so that's definitely what happened with Tales of Arise. Um and with Apex, I'm annoyed because they're changing the ranking system next season. Are they? Yeah. So um if you haven't seen it, we'll go into a little bit of a tangent on that. Um everyone is being brought back down to rookie again because they're changing the ranking system. It's no longer Yay. gonna be it's not gonna be rank points anymore, it's gonna be ladder points that you're oh, gaining. Whatever. Hey yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um it is now basing and any time there is a seasonal split, everyone goes back to rookie. It's okay. not like you only go back oh. to rookie during a change. or But there's also no more season splits. So a season, instead of it lasting two sections of 40 days, it's going to be just a full 80 days. So they're making basically making the seasons longer or giving you more time to rank up, essentially. And it is basing... A backdoor match, uh, a behind the scenes matchmaking, um, algorithm uh-huh. based on your previous ranks and the ranks you've achieved will determine once you, when you start off as rookie, will determine, uh, like bonus, uh, uh, ranks and things, bonus points and things you get throughout matches and your skill level in the matches to basically push you to the rank you're supposed to be and match you up with people that have had those previous ranks in the past. So people like me who's had silver in the past, I'm going to generally be matched with silvers until I get beyond silver. Whereas somebody who's been platinum is going to get a lot more platinum matchmaking even at rookie. Like, they're not going to be matched with platinums as rookie, but all of the people who might be previously platinumed that are still in rookie are all going to be in the same matches together. If that makes sense. So the, yeah, they're putting in an MMR. System. Yeah, there, there's a, yeah, there's a full on MMR system. Um, with they're now trying to push more about wins and less about kills. So there will be wait, but that's my whole complaint about it currently. Like you can drop in, get five kills immediately, and then die and get nothing. Or you can sit around, literally do nothing for the whole game till the final circle and run into one team and then die and got but, no kills and you get way more rank points now. But for that's dying that's, late, doing nothing versus dropping in and getting a bunch of kills, but then dying the but third in, party team that comes in after them. But that's 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 a battle royale though. Like it's about winning. It's not about getting killed. But I feel like they they need to do a better middle ground. Well, I think what, what they're they're I think they're working like, on. There's going to be like bonuses for getting killed, which is how the current system was. Like if you get a kill, you get kill KP. But like previously, your KP was based on 
like, I think the way Bucci was explaining it, it was your KP rank bonus that you got was based on however many circles you survive. So if, okay, say, yeah, you I'm got, like, three that. kills at the first circle and you survived till the second to last circle, you got you would have gotten 15 points per kill instead of three points per kill for only surviving the first circle. Like that was where... that was that was the old system uh-huh. or the current system. This new system is like, all right, you get bonuses for kills, um, but if you you are most likely going to be positive if you reach level if you reach ten squads or higher, or okay. ten squads left or higher, you're okay. going to be positive. Anything, like, if you reach 15, four, 15 to 11 squads, you're only going to lose, like, 20 points. And then anything under that, it, you're probably going to, you're going to, you're running a deficit from 11 and up, 11th place and higher. Regardless um, of what you do otherwise? Well, no, there okay. minus bonuses and things like that. There are bonuses, okay. like, they didn't, they, they went into it a little bit. Uh, but the big, one of the bigger changes, there's, there's two of them. Number one. It's a thousand points per rank, no matter what. So okay. it's not, so like initially it was bronze was 500 points per rank and then silver was 600 points per rank and so on and so forth. It's a thousand points total per rank. So from bronze, bronze four to bronze three is a thousand points. Bronze three to bronze oh, two wow. is a thousand okay. points. Um, they're no longer adding up your, uh, rank to like, you won't have 3000 points at bronze two. You'll, you'll or 2000 points at bronze two. You'll have bronze two. 150 points or whatever you have when you get into that um so that's one of the big changes the other one flat buy-in rates no matter what your rank so it's 35 points whether you are platinum whether you are silver whether whether you are bronze it's 35 points per buy-in so like it's going to actually make it easier to rank up because Mm -hmm. at silver one i was getting 26 27 points a buy-in a match Mm-hmm. But, like, it was harder for me to rank up because if we hot dropped, and, I mean, it'll still be hard to rank up because if you hot drop and you get killed right away, then, like, you're kind of fucked and you lose those points. But, like, it's, I was losing more points than, say, Potato was when he was lower than me or you were when you were lower than me. Now it's like we all have the same buy-in, we all have the same, like, level of um risk into this and stuff like that. It it's it's interesting what they're doing, but they are changing it and a lot of people have been wanting changes for ranked in a long time in April. So it's actually gotten me more interested, especially since they have the MMR, to get into trying ranked more because there's no more rank split and because there's no MMR. Or because there is the MMR. Yeah. Neat. And like they said that um with uh rookie, which is pre bronze it's 10 matches or something like that, and based on how you play in Rookie, like, you might bypass Bronze and Silver immediately if you played that well. Okay. Or, like, maybe if you're doing good enough in Rookie, you might only need to do two matches before you get out of bron- get into Bronze or whatever. Something like that. Okay. I can't really okay. remember the wording. Like, I don't... Don't quote me on it 100%. Go check out Respawn's website, and they have the updated information of how Ranked is going to work. Uh, they put an emphasis on bonuses instead of KP, and it's like they said, like they're like we're trying to push battle royale wins over kills because this is a battle royale. Yes, you're going to get into fights, you're getting into kills, and so you'll get a bonus for getting those kills. You'll get a bonus for maybe you'll get a bonus for getting two thousand damage that match and doing really good. But you, 
it's it's more about yeah. getting to fifth place, first place, second place, whatnot. Yeah, like th- those should definitely matter. I just always felt like it was like too dependent on that currently. Like on like you could have a game right now where you get like five kills, wind up, get to like tenth place, and you lost KP. I'm like. I had five kills, and I got halfway through, and I wound up, like, a minus two. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, but there's, um, like, if it comes, when it got to, like, bronze, uh, or platinum, I've watched platinum players play, and to get from platinum to diamond, like, you would needed, like, a ten kill game and first place to get 200, K, 200 rank points. Like, you needed those high kills at later levels, and, like, they're trying to, like, mitigate that to where even someone like me, who isn't very good at the actual killing, but maybe I can make good calls and and placement and things like that, and I can survive, and I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not, like, yeah, there's rats out there that don't get into fights, and then there's, like, me who, like, yeah, I try to get into fights, but I know where to go and how to defend and whatnot and what to pay attention to, and I usually place top three consistently that's where like i'm going to shine and that's going to help me with the ranking and put me up and maybe get me into harder matches to where i have to then get my skills better and whatnot and place me in better ranking we'll see or hear me out i got nothing okay actually so this is unrelated but i i i saw it pop up on um on twitter a minute ago so reggie of nintendo fame um, mr fizeme yeah. over there yes he he tweeted um, some, so somebody posted an image of they, them having an, like, a leaked copy of Tears of the Kingdom and, like, mm-hmm. pointing at, like, their Switch with it running. Um, and Reggie quote tweeted it with the fucking, um, taken line. I don't, I, well, like, like a modified version of, I don't know what you want. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills have I have, I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> nice. And then the person deleted their tweet. Um, so Reggie reposted a screenshot of the original tweet and his response. I love Reggie. Yeah, it's great. He's just like, I don't give a fuck, man. You can delete your tweet. I took a screenshot. Yeah. Also, what sort of a psychopath is going to post that sort of thing about a Nintendo game online right now when they just fucking put a man in, in like, a fucking indentured servitude for the rest of his life? Yeah. Like... Like, some Canadian has to pay 30 fucking percent of their, their fucking wages for the rest of their life, and this dude's like, I'm gonna post a picture what? of this early release game. I mean, it could be like Watsi, where they, like, raided, swatted some dude's house for a magic card or some shit like that. I don't really remember what it was. Oh, the Pinkertons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was a whole thing, too, man. Fucking companies are going wild lately. Yeah. But, ah. speaking of the Pinkertons... How's Legends and Lattes? I don't know if either of them have anything to do with each other, but they have. Do you even know what the Pinkertons are? I know they were like, uh, I, I, I heard a news thing about them recently, and what, like, about all of the Watsi stuff and about it. But I don't. Weren't they like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, fucking, um, uh, they're basically like, private investigators that were used for like union busting. Yeah, and shit union. In the 1800s. That's the. I, I wanted to say like, uh, uh strike busters but i that's what i meant was union busting like i knew it was something with unions and strikes and shit like but they still exist yep. in 2023 which i thought was fucking wild and wizards of the coast hired them yeah um but 
Legends and Lattes is a book that has nothing to do with them. Okay. Um, so it is a book um, about an orc mercenary who retires from the mercenary game and decides to open a cafe. That's and that's fun. the story. Okay. Um, like, there, there, there's a very minor conflict, and most of the story is just about this orc making friends to help her build a coffee shop in a country that doesn't know what coffee is. I want to be this orc's friend. Yeah. Like, so, she, during one of her mercenary things, she ends up at a place um, that, like, a gnome country where they do coffee. And she fell in love with coffee. And then goes back to, like, her, like, country and decides to, like, retire from the mercenary game after, like, her last big job and leaves her group and goes and opens a, a coffee shop. And, like, she saved a bunch of her money from, from you know, killing people and shit and buys, a, buys a, like, an old derelict building and hires a dude, like a, like, a handyman. And together they, like, transform this old, like, I think they, it was a, a livery, which I think was, like, a horse stable sort of deal. Yeah, um, that sort of livery is his horses. Yeah. Um, turned that into, like, a coffee shop with, like, a little kitchen in the back and, like, sh- like tables and shit like that. And literally, like, the first, like, three quarters of the book, literally just her, like, building her business. Like, it starts out slow where her and, like, the girl she hires to be, like, like her first employee have to, like, offer free samples and stuff to get people to, like, give coffee a shot. And eventually, like, everyone starts coming in. And then they hire, like, a little rat person who's a baker who makes, like, cinnamon rolls and shit for them. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it, it is the weirdest, like, just happy book. Um, and, like, the only real, the only real conflict in it is there's like a mob boss who does the whole like protection money racket but the 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 orc um she basically goes and like confronts them and they make up a they they come to an agreement that instead of paying her money the 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 mob boss is a woman um she just wants some cinnamon buns every week because why not (laughs) um and then the, the the other conflict is one of her former mercenary like group people is a douchebag and uh, wants something that she has and burns down her her coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's that, like, you know, there, there's that, like, late story, like, like um, climax where her her livelihood is destroyed and she becomes depressed. But then all the friends she made along the way, like, pull together and they rebuild the coffee shop, like, better than it was. Um, and along the lines, they sort of pseudo adopt um, a werecat who just, like occasionally pops up and like protects people from things um but otherwise just like minds its own business and the la- the last page of the book is the wear cat actually killing the thing that set the the original coffee shop on fire so it was just like a very like cool like and that is done so wear cat this is like a werewolf but as a cat right as a person who so turns into a cat thing. i'm sorry i'm sorry no i called it a wear cat i i meant dire cat so like a dire wolf but a cat Okay. Okay. So, like a a a, a, a like a, a leopard. Yeah, or like you know those um you know like Drew, you have a lot of cats. You know those cats that are like they're kind of house cats, but like they're really big. Not main not main coons. There's like that other thing where like they they shouldn't be house cats. Sure. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? They're usually like spotted or striped or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 You I don't mean, know what they're called, it, though, do you? I mean, probably not a ling, but. 
like actually, I might I might be thinking of a Lynx. Maybe. Um. But yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking. Like like just a larger cat, the way like a dire wolf is really just a larger wolf. Um. But yeah, it it was just a very pleasant book. It wasn't it wasn't super long either. It was like three hundred pages. Um. I ended up just reading it on Friday. Well, listening to it on Friday because I had uh I had six hours of driving because of this one client that's super far away. So I, I started it on my drive to the client and finished it on my drive home. Nice. That's the best. It just sucks that I was in the car that much. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, if any, if anyone's looking for just a short, weirdly addicting book, like, it's definitely worth checking out. And it, like I said, it's short. Like, you can, you can read it in a couple of days or listen to it in a couple of hours. Yeah. Nice. I like that idea. That's, that's a cute idea. I like it. Yeah, apparently be, there's, wanna... like, a whole sort of, like, thing like this going on. Like, there there are a bunch of books that are just very, like, they're fantasy books, but they're more, like, like I, they're basically called, like, cozy books. Because, like, it's not, like, a big adventure with, like, magic and, and, and villains and action. It's mostly, like, just, you know, people doing stuff to make themselves happy in, like, a fantasy setting. Yeah, living their lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that is probably it, though. Unless either of you have anything else? I got a tattoo on Friday. Shout out to oh. Nevermore Inc. in Belmar. Rob, he fucking killed it. What did you get? Um, I got an angel. Even angels end up burned and buried in my backyard. So it's a angel half buried kind of crawling out of the ground. Spooky scene going on behind it. It's on my Twitter. Boys Night Out retweeted it. Oh, nice. Nice. Or, well, they quote tweeted it with... Uh, I just can't help myself, which is the line right before it. That's fun. Yeah. Have you have you ever sent them your other ones? I think so. I, I forget. I think I did last summer when I got that one. So. Wow, was that only a year ago? Yeah. Did you have this guy touch up the stuff that you had mentioned wanting to get touched up? Yes, he did also do that, and that's healing up pretty well. Look, the, it was it it was the actual like um gashes, right? Yeah, it's amazing the difference between trying to shade in with a shading needle and shading in with a lining needle it's almost like one of them doesn't fuck up your skin nearly as bad <laughs> wait the the guy that did that just used like the line needle to try and like shade it and color it and everything yep i don't i don't have tattoos and i know that's not how you fucking do that yeah he had just all the one needle yep this hurt <laughs> whereas getting the one on last friday i legit dozed off at one like just between the like perfect temperature, the just like white noise of the tattoo guns, because there was a person, another person getting a tattoo in there. Um, just I was like, okay, I'm comfortable, because I was like laying and had my arm across like a, a bench type thing for him to just tattoo. And at one point, I was like, okay, how long just passed? I don't remember. <laughs> Which I mean, uh, like that's that's the way to to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other artists there, Mike, has some really cool, like, anime and Pokemon designs that I was like, nice. man. Like, he has the original three, uh, Evolution Pokemon cards, but, like, they're kind of tilted, and then it's like the, you know, the Jolteon, Flareon, and Vaporeon are kind of popping out of it. Like, each individual, he has one individual for each one. But, like, if you go look up those original, the, like, jungle set or whenever those three first got in like look at those cards and it's exactly those it even has like the quick attack and whatever 
I was like, mm, if I liked that any of those Pokemon enough, I would come to you and get that because it just looked. Yeah, actually, that that would actually be probably pretty cool. I think tattoos are neat. I'm just too indecisive to ever actually get one. Mm-hmm. Just get one. Just get one, and then you'll want like, more. You know, it's it's one of those things where like there's nothing that I like enough that I'd want to have forever. If that That's makes fine. sense, <laughs> just get it anyway. Get one anyway. Look, I. I know people who got a door stopper, like you know the little twangy door door stoppers on the bottom of the f- near near your baseboard, like those. I know people who got that on their uh, tattooed on them. Like, who cares? You don't have to like something that much. Just get something. Exactly. But I I don't know if you guys saw my tweet the other day, but my tweet was um, it's just me. It's like it goes, me man, my hair's really falling out a lot. Impulsive thought, head tattoo for your first tattoo. Oh, I did see you. Uh, all right, I'll say that. Bad idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. Rich, you shave your head, you get, like, a tattoo of a head of hair? No, see... Come on now. That's the the only thing... That, one of the main things that's keeping me from doing that, besides the fact is that, that I wouldn't be able to find a job afterwards, um, is that, like, really the only thing that would look good, that I think looks good on a head tattoo is, like, tribal shit, and that's kind of like, appropriation in a sense, getting, like, tribal stuff tattooed on my head, and I'm not a tribe, somebody from a tribe, or anything like that, you- I'm not from, I'm not Samoan, yeah. I'm not anything like that, mm-hmm. so, like, that's, like, I, it could look good, but that is appropriating, like, that culture 100% right there, then I'm just like, that's the only thing that would really look good on my head. I'm not gonna get, like, a fucking skull or anything stupid like that on my head, no. Like, what well, I was gonna say, you, you get, like, a... Yeah, you get flames with a robot skull underneath of it, so it looks uh, like your head's being look, pulled look. open, or or your scalp is being burned away, no, and there's just no, like a metal no. like Terminator no. skull. You're both wrong. Live a little. If if anything, if anything, I just get racing stripes on my head. <laughs> get a Pokeball. Oh, just get your head tattooed as a Pokeball. God, that would suck so much. That would be so much. <laughs> it would just be the whole thing. Because there's no neutral color. The top would be like that white, gray, silver color. The top would be red. You'd have like the band in the middle. Like There's like no line oh. work. It's all fucking shading. And you have to go to the guy that Drew went to for the one last year so that they shade no, it with God, just no. the the no, line no. needle. No. But no, knowing that he did it with the wrong needle makes sense now because like th- those lines did look... They looked flat. Whereas yeah. like... When, like, a good tattoo artist does something like that and, like, colors and shades it, like, it gets, like, a depth to it. But did you see the picture I posted of the one I got, Cobb? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'll resend it. In, or it's also in... Re- oh, did you send it to the chat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I must have totally missed it. Hang on, let me it's just possible. scroll up. Yeah, scroll up. Yeah, I haven't really used um Facebook, like, at all for a while. I see picture. Or, no, it look, well, doesn't look like you sent it in that group chat. It, uh, look in Richie's Discord. And, and oh, I thought you meant on like the Facebook chat. No, uh, it's, no, it's not even far up. It's like three or four scrolls. What channel? General. The main. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, there it is. Yeah, no, I totally missed this. Yeah. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like, like the the wings and everything. Mm-hmm. The, because they were shaded correctly, they have like a like a depth to them. Oh yeah, yeah. There's... That's how art works. <laughs> But like the like the ones like the 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 cuts that you had before, like it it looked like somebody just colored in like like something in a coloring book, like with just like the like the red crayon. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell what they were, but there wasn't any like depth or anything to it. Yeah. So glad you got it fixed. Yep. Um. 
But with that, we are probably going to be done for this week. Yeah. Um, next week, we have our next book club, which is going to be the 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, uh, which I think we were talking about is on Paramount Plus, correct? Yes. Cool. Other than that, though, if you would like to find some more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline, or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, we talked about it earlier, but what is your stream schedule? Check me out, twitch.tv slash b underscore one. It's for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday from generally 7.30 to 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, Sundays are usually, like, different times, actually, in general. Uh, we are playing Remnant from the Ashes and probably getting started on uh, Star Ocean, the Divine Force, in the near future. Uh, so check me out. Uh, hang out with me, make me touch grass, you know, all the good stuff. Nice. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous. Bye.